Hey everybody, my name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. So um, this is podcast episode number one. Um, we still don't know what the hell we're doing. Uh, we're going to figure it out find as we out. go. <laughs> yes, we will figure it out. Um, my name is David. I uh, uh, grew up in New York and Mike and I, uh, we lived across the street from each other um, yeah. going back into the 80s. And I 80s. still live in the tri-state area. I actually live in Connecticut now, but I grew up in New Rochelle right across the street from David. Yeah. And um, the funny story about that is I remember the day that I met Mike, I was, my parents had just moved into an apartment and they were, they were moving in, they were unpacking and they told me to go outside and play in the yard. So I went out there and total random parking lot, just throwing a ball up by myself. And this, what, seven-year-old kid, I'm five, seven-year-old kid walks yep. up to me and just offers his hand out and says, hi, my name is Michael, and shakes his hand. I, I don't know what seven-year-old does that, but that's that, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Well, one of the things is being from New Rochelle, and I don't think you knew this at the time, but it, we lived in a bad neighborhood. So that's oh, one really of the things that you, know, you were welcome into it. So it was one of those things that I figured if I got to know you, I either had a friend who could help me if needed, or at worst, maybe you were a drunk dealer and I could score off you. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Five, five years old, <laughs> slinging crack, maybe. I guess that's the thing. I, I've seen the wire. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing this because um, so we are very distant. I live in Phoenix, and um, we don't get to hang out that often. Um, but every time we hang out, we have a great time, and we thought it'd be fun to kind of document that. And uh, if nothing else, our friends and family could watch it and laugh and uh, make fun of us as well. Yeah, and we hope that we have some people enjoy the stories that we tell, the situations we've been in, the conversations that we have, and we'll see what happens. And uh, we are not professionals. Uh, in fact, in most cases, we're wrong. Yeah, Google has <laughs> made wrong. it harder to just bullshit amongst friends because you can so, no longer tell a story without somebody just looking it up and saying, this is why you're wrong. But that's like, the, but that's our childhood. We used to argue over everything and we never had a definitive outcome. I would say, well, I think this guy is red. And you'd say, no, this guy's not red, it's blue. And then we would just kind of go home mad at each other and then come back the next day and, and, and be fine. But like now you just pull out a phone and just be like, oh, nope, sorry, man, this guy's blue, you're wrong. I remember sometimes keeping track of some of the items and being able to be like a week later, be like, you remember when you said that guy hit 34 home runs? He actually hit 36 <laughs> and here's where I went and read it from. And this is where I was at a, a distinct disadvantage because you would actually write shit down and then remember it like a hawk and then come back. And I would forget an hour later and don't even remember that we had the conversation. And then you'd yell at me for shit that I don't even remember. Yeah. And I luckily, even still now, I have a pretty good memory for stuff, um, which is going to be unique as we talk about at some point later on. Both of our, one of our parents are suffering from Alzheimer's. So it's kind of unique yeah. that um, I actually feel I have a really good memory and hopefully that lasts. I do not. I, uh, I, I'm convinced that I am next in line for the uh, Alzheimer's gene. 
Uh, I just, I, you know what it is? It's not even like memory stuff. It's just, if it doesn't really interest me, and I was like this as a kid too, if it's not like exciting to me, I, it just goes in one ear and out the other. And I just, I just don't even think twice about it. Well, that's one why. of the, that's one of the things like I, re, I tend to remember things and I remember them very well when it's something that I can use to make fun of somebody or point out where they were wrong. You know, as, <laughs> as an example, I always remember about you, you know, blowing out your, um, your thigh muscle when you were running around playing baseball or softball, whatever it was. Oh, come on. That's, uh, that's bullshit. That never happened. Yeah. And that so was like adult life, come on. doesn't matter. Still at least 20 years ago now. <laughs> and that's something that whenever I can, I like bringing it up just like now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thanks. That's one thing I love you for. <laughs> Any embarrassing moments in my life seem to come back repeatedly whenever they're convenient for you to make somebody laugh. Exactly. <laughs> and so now so, it's, geez, I mean, believe it or not, it's over 40 years that we've known each other. Yeah. So I'm 46. Yeah. So yeah, I met you when I was five. Yeah. That's crazy. So, and you're still a jackass. So, I mean, nothing experience clearly has not done you well. You can grow old, but not up. <laughs> this uh, setting up this podcast was really interesting because I'm I'm somewhat of a technophile. I've got a background in video and photography and audio. I'm a musician. Um, you are not. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm not using an abacus, right? Like, I don't know when I became my parents. Like, that's the thing. It's I work on a computer every day, right? That's one thing. I'm relatively, my opinion, I'm not at your level, but I do think I have a technology-ish background where I can get by. But then all of a sudden, I'm trying to set this up and I'm completely lost. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So so what what do you do for a living? I know what you do, but what just, just for everyone's interest. Well, this, this will immediately turn off their interest, but I'm an accountant in my day job. <laughs> So the best part about Mike being an accountant is not only did he drop out of high school. Is it okay if we talk about this? But, well, it's late now to ask that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Catholic school. My school was about two miles further down the bus route than than Mike's public school. And uh, and uh, you know anyone that's gone to Catholic school, you know that the. Um, I mean, every holiday, like five holidays a month, basically, they take off half days for any anything you can possibly imagine. And so I ended up um, being on the bus. I would say this probably happened a couple times a year. We'd be on the bus going home from school after a half day and Mike would actually get on the same bus. And I'm like, oh, Mike, what's up? You had a half a day, too? He's like, nope, just going yeah. home. <laughs> I, I had gotten to a point in high school where. I would go to school and basically find a different person to cut the whole day with, and we would leave. And so they weren't cutting that much because I had kind of a rotation of people that I was willing to uh, go with. So, right. but I, so yes, as Dave mentioned, I actually, it's a unique story. I dropped out of high school, ended up taking the GED. They made a mistake when I was in my last couple months. They said, hey, you haven't been coming. You don't have grades for a few classes. You either have to take another year of school and some summer classes, or, and this is where they made a mistake, they said, or you can take the GED. <laughs> so I said, I want to hear more about this GED. So I took the GED and I was done. <laughs> so I finished school and I had never actually thought I would go back to school. So the fact of the matter is me being an accountant now is pretty crazy even to me because I took three years off and then I went back to school. Now I'm an accountant. I have a CPA. I'm an MBA actually. 
Um, and the reason why I got an MBA is because of my mouth, which hopefully you guys will experience more and more on this podcast, <laughs> tends to get me in trouble. And because of that, I wanted that on my resume very early in my career. All right. So I got to ask, are, are you, I mean, you're not just an accountant. You're pretty, you're a C-level accountant, right? So are you at all nervous about people at your firm or your company finding out this podcast and then hearing maybe, I don't know, because you and I tend to mouth off. Are, are you at all worried about any repercussions of this? The only repercussions would be if I say something crazy and it's meant as a joke and it's not taken that way. So that's the magic of editing, if that ever happens, where I feel like, <laughs> hey, that could get me in trouble at work. Uh, yeah, well, I am. I'm a, doing the editing, so you have no control over that. I, I have Venmo and PayPal if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, can, that can help the editing process. But yeah, so I'm, I'm a partner in my firm and with COVID going on right now, which is not news to anybody, with COVID going on right now, you know, there's, we've had to have some layoffs and there's some difficult processes there. Um, so I'm not worried about my job. And the good thing is I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, this is all you have to do. You have to look around the room and you say to yourself, as long as that guy's here, I got a job. I'm like, that's all you have to do. And if you like that guy is like, there's no way he's going to go. I'm going to go before him. You don't have to worry about it. So, you know, the one, the good thing is I work with some pretty good people. Um, I think they would understand and they would appreciate me trying to do other things, especially in this environment. So it's that old joke of the two hikers running away from the bear and the one and one guy saying to the other hiker, you know, why are you taking your time? <laughs> and the hiker says, well, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just got to be faster than you. Exactly. So that's exactly. your outlook. It <laughs> is. And I, tell, and I actually tell people that, that all the time. I've actually had a discussion <laughs> with a guy recently. He said he was worried about his job. I said, that's all you got to do. I said, if you think that somebody's not as good as you, I said, as long as they're here, you have a job. You don't have to worry about it. So in the accounting world, it's there's not like a last in or last in first out type of mentality, or is it all no. based on just how good you are? It's based on how good you are. We're not. That's the the union um, shop, which you know, as accounting and, and in management, you, most management, even union managements, are not in a union. Um, that's a union mentality of they do that. It's called bumping rights. So if they had to lay ten people off, it would be the ten newest people, not just anybody. So no, we don't have to worry about that. No. Ours is you got to bring in sales. Um, as long as you're bringing in sales, as long as your clients are happy, things like that. That's what dictates whether or not you're there. Yeah. What I mean, the interesting, the thing that blows my mind is you and I, I mean, you and I pretty much know everything about each other. And I know how crazy some of the things that you say and do and how odd some of the things that you say and do are. For me, at least as an adult to see you in a position of power, I mean, you know, not president, but you know, you're, you're a C-level executive at, at a firm. I mean, that just blows my mind. Like if, if half the people that work with you knew what I know about you, I think they would laugh as well because it's just, you're, you're, you're a little bit of an odd bird. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, it's not a Harvey Weinstein type situation, <laughs> but, but yes, I, but look, I always say the only thing I do different at work is I wear a suit. That was what I've always said for years. Now, ironically, we don't even wear suits anymore. We wear jeans in the office if we're in the office. So that was my goal was always to be myself in the office. And look, there are some times where I do. you run do, your mouth the way you normally do? I do, but there are times I have to <laughs> censor myself. I do realize like maybe I shouldn't say this in this group. And that happens. And so that's part of, you know, maturing. And, and people think I say and do what I want now. I was 
30 times worse growing up, which surprises people even more. Well, that's that's the funny part is you were always a spray it first and then deal with the repercussions of it later. And now you're telling me that you actually have to think about what you say before you say it when you're in a work environment. And I'd like to think that most of the time I do that. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have said <laughs> things where I'm like, wrong crowd. Like, Has no, it ever gotten no, you in trouble? Crowd. Not at work. At work? No. Thankfully, no. no. No, I do have a friend who him and HR are good friends. <laughs> he's been there quite yeah. a few times. You know, yeah. he's he's called a coworker the R word, which you can't say anymore, even joking nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, so he said that in the office to somebody and he ended up in HR. The R word, we're referring to the R word from the movie Hangover? Uh, no, Rhode Island. Yeah, no, um, saying <laughs> retard, calling somebody a retard, yes. right? That's not something or you can retard. really do anymore. Yeah. No, you can't. It's not not politically correct anymore. Correct. And that's, those are the kind of comments that even today, you'd make some of those with friends I wouldn't make in the office. And that's the difference, I think, with maturing a little bit. And I know you don't think so, but maturing a little bit is knowing. Well, the key word there is a little bit. <laughs> right. No, I mean, and, and I would say that's, um, that's pervasive throughout life. I mean, there are, you know, you say it's, it's safe to say it amongst friends, but there are things where I used to say, amongst our group of people that I won't even say anymore because, well, one, my views have changed. I no longer think it's funny, um, you know, as, as an adult, as a parent. And then two, um, I don't know what somebody's going to hear and, and overhear and then take that and go off and tell somebody about it. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a different world than it used to be. I mean, we used to basically run our mouths off and, and get away with it. And you just can't do that nowadays, especially if you're going to do a public show like a podcast. Well, forget about the podcast. At least you know you're doing it. The, the, the public side is when you're just out and about because everybody has a phone now, right? So you, you can't have a bad moment anymore, right? You can't, you can't yell at someone that you're having a bad day. It was the final straw. You yell at somebody for something. And it looks, it could be as simple as, the the guy did the wrong coffee, right? Like, let's just say somebody's having a bad day and they react. You can't do that anymore. Those are the things yeah. that'll get you in trouble now. Because, now. Yes. And once and so, it's out there, it's impossible to get it back. Correct. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I have two kids. Um, you have two kids. I, I can't imagine growing up in today's environment um, because you're constantly on surveillance. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything we do nowadays can be filmed at any point in time by anybody with a phone. Yeah. So, and, I mean, th think about the things that we did when we were a kid, and I'm sure some of those stories will come out over the course of, of this podcast, not this particular episode, but just in general. And I mean, we, you just can't get away with that stuff. I mean, we'd have been canceled 10 times over I agree. <laughs> for half the shit that we did. I, I don't want to be Roseanne, right? Who <laughs> runs her mouth a little yeah. bit and gets canceled. But yeah. that's the culture we're in now. All right. So what's, what's the, I mean, I'm not going to even say half of the stuff that I know about you, but like, what is the, what do you think is the weirdest thing that you do? So uh, there's a couple things. And, and one of these actually just came up with my old roommate and some of them didn't know. And I was like, how did you not know this? Like I've mentioned it a million times. I actually have a issue where when I have to take a dump, I have to take off all my clothes. <laughs> Gross. So I <laughs> that's go, a George I, Costanza thing. Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. that's it has nothing to do with him. But yeah, if I go to the bathroom, I have to take off all my clothes. So now here's the issue. 
if I'm out in public, so he, here's what I'll do is one, I either try to hold it as much as possible and not go in public. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about public at, I'm at a bar and there's a toilet. I'm talking about during the day at work, right? Because that's how I end up. Right. But when I've had to at work, I go and find one of those stalls that's like a full stall with a door that goes all the way up and all the way down. And I will take off everything but my socks. And then I take off my shoes and then I put my feet with my socks on back in my shoes. So I'm not touching the ground in the bathroom. So Doesn't that seemed like a lot of work. I mean, it, that's got to be a half hour trip to the bathroom. And well, and that's why I try not and to go during suits, the day. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, that's. I know, but here's the thing. I know it's an oddity. I don't think like, hey, that's totally normal. Everybody should do this. Like, I know that, I don't know why I do it. I can't figure it out, but that's just the way I've always been. All right, so I got to ask the question then. Do you wipe back to front or front to back? I wipe, I got to think. I wipe front to back. All right, I, I have a theory on this, okay. all right? And guys, most guys have hairy asses. Okay. And I feel like if you're not wiping front to back and back to front, you're missing some shit. Well, yes. And but <laughs> with guys, you can uh, find out shortly after if it's in your underwear or not. You'll find out if you miss something. But <laughs> skid marks. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I definitely do front to back more. And then there is some cleanup later. The biggest I, thing I've learned. I, I just don't think it's possible to have a clean rectum without both ways. Well, so here's the thing. The biggest thing I've learned as an adult is baby wipes, right? You think they're just for kids. They're not. They work great. So we have them in every bathroom in the house. But you're not supposed to flush those. No, you don't. You throw them in the toilet. So that's, I mean, not in the toilet. You throw them in the garbage. So that's a little bit of a problem because you basically have a garbage full of shit wipes at some point, right? So um, that's a little bit of an issue. But yeah, that's that's been the best thing. As I heard somebody once say, if you're just using toilet paper, you're trying to clean up a spill with a dry mop. <laughs> That's nasty. I don't, I mean, I, I try to think about like, what's, what are some of the things that I do that are odd? And I'm sure if you ask somebody else, they would tell you a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't, I'm just not very self-aware. Um, I do know that one thing that I've always had a problem with is sniffling. Like I've always had allergies my entire life. It was way worse when I lived on the East Coast. Now that I'm in Arizona, it's a little bit better, but not all that much better. Um, but I sniffled a lot as a kid. And I remember like, you know, one of my buddies, dad thought I was a cokehead because I was always sniffling all the time. And I, I mean, what do you, what do you say? What do you do to that? Like if you're a kid, like, I, I don't, I don't know how to come back from that. No, I don't do coke. I, as a kid. So again, you say, as other people see it as a kid, I remember you constantly having to, in essence, wipe your nose because yeah. it was constantly running. And so, yeah, yeah I re I remember that, but Again, so you don't think that's that's an unfortunate situation, right? That's your allergies kicking in, and because of that, you have the problems. Yeah. Well, well, and I was allergic to dogs and cats, and, which you had um, both of. I had both. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some poor planning there. So your parents well, had chosen I mean, the pets over you, your comfort, well, I, their comfort over yours. In the '70s and '80s, and you know, and I'm here. I, I'm I'm trying to make excuses for my parents, but in the '70s and '80s, I don't think it was. Uh, Hey, Johnny's got the sniffles. Let's take them and get them an allergy test. Like that really wasn't a thing. Like today you'd be like, all right, let's get you tested and see what you're allergic to. I don't know how common that was back then. So, you know, from my perspective, you just live with it. I mean, it yeah. was just, okay, this is life. This is what it's like to be me.
deal and, with it. And I mean, it's also your parents probably thought you were a cokehead, so they didn't want to. <laughs> they didn't want to find out for sure. <laughs> so, what about the comic store? Remember the comic book store? Yeah. So I. So a little background. I worked at a comic book store. Um, going back to the story David was telling about me being on the bus when he had a half day and I didn't. I used My to hang out work. at. Yeah, I used to hang out at a comic book store when I was cutting school. And the guy there was pretty cool. He never said you can't be in here and things like that. He eventually got to a point where he said to me, hey, if you're going to be here all the time, why don't you just work? And I was like, I like that idea. So I started working at the comic store. I was 14 or so, um, doing a couple hours after school. Eventually, that led to a full-time job afterwards. That's one of the things I did in those three years that I was off from between high school and college. I worked for that guy. He had a comic book store as well as he had a Star Wars and Star Trek business where he went around the, the US. Yeah, the conventions. Yeah, I remember. So the good thing at that point, I'm 17, 18 years old and I'm traveling all over the US. Like I had been to, by the time I was 21, I'd been to about 35 states. Like I, there's not a lot of people who are doing that. So it was a great um, learning experience, great opportunity. And again, it was a case of, I wasn't going to school anyway. Might as well get some money. You know, <laughs> so yeah. how much, let's be frank, how, how much did you make from when you were working at the comic book store? So this was in the late 80s and early 90s. And the hourly salary was whatever the going rate was. Five bucks an hour. Yeah, it was like five, five bucks, bucks, seven bucks, whatever yeah. it was. But the difference was when I did the conventions with him on the weekend, I could make $500, 250 to 500. The base was 250 and you could bring home 500. Now in today's dollars, that's, that's probably like a thousand bucks. And look, when you don't have a family, a house, a car, kids, yeah, all no, those things. Yeah, you're living large. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a lot of money. And that's one of the reasons why I had no quick desire to go back to school. Because doing that, I went. then when I went to school, I went local. I went to college in the town I grew up in because I, I didn't want to stop working. When I started in accounting, so you go to school, your parents' dream is you go to school and you get a degree. And I got that. I go to start my first day at my firm. I actually had to take a pay cut to start at the firm. I'm like, what, what just happened? <laughs> From the comic book store. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what just happened? Why did I pay for four years of school? So, yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing about it. And I'm still mm -hmm. a big comic book fan today. I mean, the comics are changing all the time and they're rebooting. And that's the thing that's kind of driven me away a little bit. And I hate it. Yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah. The, the, I, I'm, it just bugs me so much that the spider-man that we grew up with he has a new reality he has a new origin story or captain america or whatever i mean that stuff drives me nuts and it, it's they it's gotten even worse with movies right because now you've got what are we on our fourth spider-man um you had toby mcguire you had uh andrew um garfield yep. and then you had um well now you got tom holland wasn't right. there somebody in between no, there's the animated one also, but that's it. Yeah, so you have three. Oh, the, yeah. Well, and there's also the know, one just, from the 70s like if you want to count that one. <laughs> no, but that's the oh, other that thing, though. So growing up collecting comics, you were almost an outcast, right? Like people yeah. didn't, they were like, oh, he collects comics. And you were almost looked down upon. Now with Marvel movies making more than anything else out there, it's a totally different world now to be a comic book guy. Now yeah. you see all the T-shirts people are wearing around you. You were an oddity back then. Now you're not. And so that's the unique thing of growing up now. Like, so my kids, and again, it's it's me buying the stuff for them. So what do they wear? A lot of Star Wars type shirts, a lot of comic book shirts, mm -hmm. the things I like. And then now that I can buy yeah. and go out and buy them.
Yeah, I remember um, watching Stranger Things and, you know, an entire series set in the 80s back when we were growing up and the things that they were doing, like D&D and stuff like that. Yeah, they were the nerds. They were the outcasts. But that's just stuff that we did. I mean, it kept us off the streets, though. I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't peddling drugs. We weren't out there, you know, doing anything nefarious. Well, that's not exactly true. But I mean, maybe we'll save that for well, another You could just end with weren't doing drugs. How about <laughs> yeah, that? We're yeah. doing and selling <laughs> let's, drugs. Let's leave it at that. But I remember at one time you actually um, thought you were funny enough to actually be a stand up comedian. And you started writing down jokes. Yeah. Did you keep any of that stuff? Actually, I stumbled across it. So we just moved um, a couple months ago. And as part of that move, so one thing, we were in our old house for 12 years. When we moved to our new place, we actually found a box that we never unpacked in 12 years. So I'm just saying that stuff's (laughs) not important if it was 12 years old. (laughs) Yeah. But in the meantime, I did find a folder of stuff of jokes that I had written. And based on some of the stuff it's on, so like one of them is written on my internship's letterhead. So that means it's from 1996. So I was about 24 at the time. And so I got a bunch of them. So I'm going to I'm gonna run one off to you. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just telling you exactly what I wrote. Just prepare me for the worst. Yes. So this one's and some of them are just thoughts, like kind of like, hey, you got to build on this joke, but here's the thought. So this one was just right, So how, in your mind, let's just take a step back. So in your mind, you're writing these down. You're envisioning yourself on stage as a stand-up comedian telling either stories or running this joke at some point, right? Yeah. So the idea okay. was to me, and this is the problem with making good money at the time as well. It I used to write these down and keep track of them. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to go start this and try this one day. But you hear from everybody like the dedication and the time and the hardships you have to go through. And I didn't want to give up my job. That was part of the problem yeah. with making good money as a teenager. So I wrote all these down. I have, like I said, some of them are just thoughts, but here's one. And again, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I want to caveat that. I'm just going to tell you what it says. It says the dentist calls the house and shouts, where is he? Is he out buying chocolate? That's it. So it was just a thought. And then I was going to build a joke around it. The concept of that though, right? And this is where in my mind, the concept of it is your dentist calling your house to yell at you. Like that's kind of funny in, in a concept. It needs work, I know, but I'm just saying that's what it was. So I have a lot of those. Ladies what I'm and gentlemen, gonna... he's an accountant for a reason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here till tax season. Um, so that's why I'm gonna run, I'm gonna talk about one of these in episode. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm just gonna run it off. Like I said, I've I've read through some of them recently. So usually you start with the best one. Like no. so. I, I, I... That was not the best okay, one. That good. was the one on top. <laughs> well, I'll let other people judge if that was the best one. Sadly, I oh, hope I not. Mean, we, you got Is there another one? I mean, we may not have any listeners after that. So one of them. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. This is, this is actually from my, this is on my internship letterhead. This is also how much the world has changed. They're giving, they were giving interns letterhead with our names on it. Nowadays, I can't even get letterhead with my name on it. Forget about like (laughs) interns. You can't even get letterhead with the firm's name on it. (laughs) Yes. So this one was, and it's funny that you talked about the allergist. And that's that's why I picked this one after you said that, because it's in the stack here. And I saw it. I said, the allergist is test is just blowing smoke in your face and seeing if you're allergic to it rather than actually doing the tests. (laughs) And they're not funny. And it could be why I didn't go into it. But I do do love finding these, though. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. One, they're very nostalgic, which is awesome. Um, two, 
I don't know that any stand-up comedian doesn't do a whole lot of setup. I mean, most jokes, it's not just a, Hey, here's a joke. Let me tell you, tell you it's, yes. it's, you know, typically, especially nowadays you watch guys like Kevin Hart. I mean, they're storytelling. They're, they're telling stories about their families and their kids and they just kind of link them together one, one after the other. So. Yes. And then you have the best of them like Chappelle who tells a very long story and interweaves so many different things into it. Right. So these, these are, all of these are kind of, in essence, one-liners. That's how they were written down. I do have some that are a little longer. Um, as I mentioned one time to you, one of them is about bootleg CDs. How is that joke working today? <laughs> Who's buying bootleg <laughs> CDs? So some yeah, of them aren't going to work. Me what a CD is. They're like, is that is that close to an MP3? No. Well, <laughs> even MP3s now are like, you know, I mean, in, in the 90, late 90s, early 2000s, we were, you know, everybody had LimeWire and, and Napster and was, you know, stealing MP3 files as, you know, as much as they can get their hands on it. And, and nowadays it's all streaming, right? So um, for most kids, especially the younger ones, I don't even know what an MP3 file is. They're like, what's that? Is that, is that Spotify? Where do I press play? If anybody don't from my it. work is listening, you can't prove that I ever downloaded anything illegal. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> all right. and, and maybe we should leave it on that note. So neither of us get in trouble. Yes. Thanks for listening. If uh, this is interesting to you at all, please subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell notification icon so you can be uh, notified uh, notified when we uh, send out another episode, if we do it again. If, uh, if Mike's jokes don't run us out of business, then um, you never know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, ridiculously Bored. bored. <laughs> See ya. Here's what we do. Hey everybody, <laughs> my name is David Michael, <laughs> and I'm Michael Carter, and we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored and out yeah. of sync, and really out of sync. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. My name is David Michael, and mine's Michael Carter. You got to do it quicker than that. <laughs> hey everybody, my name is David Michael, and I'm Michael Carter, and we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored. You're horrible. <laughs> no, you can leave all of these. <laughs> <laughs>